3: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You're listening to the Fuck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. On this episode, we have Jamie Michelle, the founder and president of Gaze Against Groomers, which is a nonprofit, has many chapters, rapidly growing. Jamie, welcome to the show.
4: Thanks for having me, Buck. Good to see you again.
0: So, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I haven't seen your person in in a few years. Um, Tell me, what is Gaze Against Groomers? Uh, A lot of people may be hearing about it for the first time. Your organization, what is it?
4: Yes. Uh, well, it's a nonprofit organization. We are a five hundred one c four, and essentially, we are a group of LGBT people that are fighting back against the sexualization, indoctrination, and mutilation of children uh, being done en masse um, under the guise of LGBTQIA plus. Uh, so we we launched um, June of two thousand and twenty two. And now uh, it kind of just exploded on the scene. It, it I was not expecting that at all. But at this point now we have over seven hundred thousand social media followers. I believe fifteen chapters. Uh, you know we've helped pass child protection laws in eighteen states uh, in a year, which is absolutely incredible. And uh, the team is growing every day. And. Yeah, we're just we're, we're grateful to be able to add our voices to this fight, because I think that our voices, I think our growth, our insane growth has proven um, it It really just shows how important our voices are from inside the community, because uh, straight people are often written off as just homophobic, transphobic bigots the second they say that they want to protect children, which obviously isn't true. And we know that. So, you know, they can't attack us in quite the same way, although they try our Wikipedia page actually says that we're a far right anti LGBT hate group, which is interesting. <laughs> uh we're not anti ourselves, we're just pro child protection. So that's what we're doing.
0: Now the the word grooming obviously gets people, I'm sure, very uh very fired up. Um, what is explain to me the, the the grooming that that you think is occurring here or that how grooming enters into the conversation because I just remember I think it was on on Twitter on social media for a while. There was a real, um, you know, anger and real backlash. But anyone using that term about any of these individuals, even and this then comes up in the context of like the drag queen story hour or even just the drag show for kids stuff, right? That's where it got a lot of attention. Well, well what is it? What do we call it when a fifty year old man or a forty or you know thirty five year old man? is dressed in fishnet stockings, high heels and a wig and is shaking his butt in front of small children. Like, what is that?
4: I mean, I think that that is what you call grooming. (laughs) You know, I don't know why these people, I don't know what other word to use. I mean, the word groomer and the act of grooming, I mean, that's literally what it is. And grooming isn't done solely by people that are, you know, within the alphabet community, but it's just being pushed so heavily from you know, from us, from our community, not us as gays against groomers, but people within the LGBTQIA++ community, as well as, um, you know, all of these uh, powerful institutions in the country are using us as a shield, using our community as a shield to push it through. So, um, No, it is grooming. And I I remember very fondly uh, when when on Twitter, you know, they tried to ban the word grooming or the word groomer. They tried. They did ban it on Reddit. Um, They claim that it's an anti LGBTQ hate or slur, which I think is uh, very demeaning and is actually anti LGBTQ, because that's basically saying that all gay people and all trans people are supposed to be offended by calling out pedophiles and predators. Um, or that we are them, um, and so I don't think that these people understand. Uh, you know, on the other side, that that want to say that "groomer" is an anti-LGBTQ slur. Um, I don't think they quite understand what they're doing. It's actually more harmful to our community to you know gays, lesbians, trans people to to say that, and the backlash is coming. You know, the backlash is already here. It's it's growing against our community because you know, all you see coming from it is this attack on children. And uh, I wish the people that opposed us, honestly, I really wish they could see that Gays Against Groomers is doing, you know, we are here to first and foremost protect children, um, but also to kind of save ourselves from this backlash. Uh, we don't want to be associated with these people and Gays Against Groomers represents the majority of gays and lesbians. And I believe even trans people um, you know, we don't want to be associated with this. All we want is to live and let live. You know, we don't want to push anything on anyone, least of which children. So, um, yeah, it's
0: it. There must but we're be
4: some... a word. We're not going to stop because that's what it is. You know, we're going to call a spade a spade here. It must be
0: um, it's a, it's a difficult circumstance here, right? Because you have there are people who are are gay, lesbian, um Uh, and all the rest who are seeing what's going on here and they're being told that they as reasonable law-abiding adults are not allowed to have a problem with the stuff that's being done to kids Mm -hmm. that you sit there and you are in front of kids uh, or in some cases to them if we're talking about transition, but even just what they're being exposed to uh, is there a lot of resentment from, I mean, from, I mean, obviously you started this group, but do you come across a lot of people who are saying I never sign up for this? Like, you know, as, as a gay person, as a lesbian person, at no point was I saying, you know what, we need to have guys dressed as women doing strip shows for five, six, seven year olds. Like that was never part of the deal. That's not part of who I am. Right. So how does that all factor into this?
4: Oh, we have deep, deep, deep resentment. We uh, we hate these people for what they've done to us uh, and what they're putting us through. Because no, I mean, the majority of us, like I was saying, like we really just want to live our lives. We don't want to push anything on anyone. Um, you know, very recently we just gained equality. Like we, we had a just battle, like a very worthy fight and we won it. And as far as I'm concerned, and all of us in Gays Against Groomers after that, we should have just packed it up and gone home. But that doesn't pay the bills, you know, like uh, oppression in this country pays. Being a victim is very, um, b- very powerful and brings in a lot of donations. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it's really unfortunate that now we have to basically convince the public as society, again, that, you know, that, that we don't want to hurt children. We don't want to attack them. We don't want to sexualize them. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, a small fringe minority within our community that is really gung ho on this. But also I, I want people to realize that, you know, the people pushing this at the very top, like the corporations doing this and, and the medical industrial complex and the people in the white house, um, you know, besides Rachel Levine, really his name is Richard, but that's another topic. But, uh, you know, they're not gay. <laughs> they're not LGB or T or Q or any of the letters, uh, you know, at all. They're just using us and pushing this in our name because when they do that, they know that you cannot criticize them or the agenda. Um, As you've seen, you know, you, you come out and try and push back against it and they're just easily able to write you off as bigots, or at least they try uh, to to silence and intimidate people. And a lot of people are silenced and intimidated by that. They don't want to be called those things. And so Gays Against Groomers came in and kind of provided this uh, ally for straight people and parents um, to say, you know what, look, even gay people, even trans people, they are against this too. It's not bigoted. You know, that shouldn't have to be said. It's insane that this fight is even happening; uh, that we have to be doing this, but you know we're not going to stop until it's over. But yes, we do have deep, deep resentment, um, and that's why we're doing everything we can to separate ourselves from this radical mob.
0: I want to ask when I come back if if some of the other, like, does Glad come after you? Don't don't answer it yet, Jamie. I I want to hear your response in a second. Just want to also have a, a word from our sponsor here first. Look, uh, we've all seen with the banking crisis that unfolded earlier in the year, that things can change in an instant. And with the debt where it is and a shaky market, you want to have some diversification. That's why owning a good, reasonable-sized amount of gold and silver can be a really smart thing for your portfolio. If you've been on the fence about such an investment, now's the time to act. Call the folks at the Oxford Gold Group. That's who I get my gold and silver from. Gold and silver can be the protection for your uh, portfolio. And... You know, It can also be used as currency on its own, too, if push comes to shove. Call the Oxford Gold Group. You want to have some gold and silver on hand. It's who I use. It's who I trust. The call is free. The people on the receiving end of the call are knowledgeable and trustworthy. 833-707-GOLD. That's 833-707-GOLD. They make it easy. They've been at this a long time and can arrange for an easy, discreet delivery to your home Eight three three seven zero seven G O L D. The Oxford Gold Group. Give them a call. So, do, do the do the professional LGBTQIA plus activists come after gays against groomers, or are they uh, open to your message?
4: Oh no, they are very much not open. <laughs> uh, no, they attack us. All of these LGBTQ plus, um, you know, rags, these media sites. They have been attacking us since two weeks after we launched. I don't even know how they found out about us that early, but we popped up on their radar and they have been trying to discredit us and slander us ever since. I mean, you see with our Wikipedia, I mean, they've been labeling us uh, far right hate group, anti LGBTQ plus extremists. It's really funny, you know, media matters. Uh. They actually have an entire page dedicated on their website to gays against groomers and myself. Um, they've written like 15 articles about us. (laughs) So, you know, and and that's okay. Uh, I knew going into this that it was going to be a hell of a battle that we were going to get tons of pushback, um, from these groomers. And I would think that we weren't being effective enough if I wasn't, and if gays against groomers wasn't being attacked, um, as you know, Ferociously, as we are on a regular basis.
0: You know, I'm sure you've also seen recently um there was that controversy in, I think it was the Los Angeles Dodgers, who for Pride Month, this is going back to Pride Month, which was a little bit before you and I are talking here back in June. Um, but uh, there was the inviting of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who are men dressed as nuns who do really provocative stuff. Uh, what is it going to take for some of these companies, you think, to? Is is the Dylan Mulvaney situation going to change minds now uh, where they where they don't think that they have to live in constant terror of upsetting the professional, not the uh, everyday people who are uh, LGBTQ, but the whole activist apparatus? Like, what's it going to take for them to stop trying to bend the knee all the time and uh, really do things that seem kind of offensive and crazy in the process?
4: I think we're getting there. I think the Bud Light scenario is a perfect example. Target was hit really, really hard. Um, we helped expose that and and publicize what was going on there with the pride, uh, the kids section, right? When you walk in the store with all those, uh, the clothing and just disgusting uh, items that are not for children. Um, but I think that that's the solution. I think that's the answer. You know, we just, uh, we completely devastate their, their wallet. <laughs> um, you know, that's the only thing these people understand uh, and I think that we're seeing that pride has started becoming a little toxic, um, you know, in in business, at least. Uh, it should be toxic in every way. It is toxic, but it is kind of showing to be that. Like uh, this past June, I know that, you know, on social media, as soon as June 1st, midnight strikes, all of these companies put up their, their little rainbow logos and avatars. And I think that we saw that, uh, you know, this past June, those only stayed up for a few days for the most part. Um, Whereas in the past, you know, they were up for the entire month, if not more than that. Um, So I I don't know, I'm hopeful about that. I think we just have to continue to hit them where it hurts um, until they understand that, you know, this isn't gonna stand anymore. And, uh, you know, beyond just pushing it on children, it's also, you know, uh, favorability is, is decreasing for gays and lesbians and trans people in this country. Um, also, just because it's being shoved down everyone's throats. I mean, we represent a very small minority in this country. I think gay people make up like under 10 percent of the population. Trans people are literally point zero three percent of the population. And yet, you know, you have just every business shoving it down. And in every show, everywhere you look, you cannot escape the rainbow uh, and its propaganda. And people are just sick of it. I mean, I'm sick of it. I June is my least favorite month (laughs) and I cannot wait until it's over every year. And so I can only imagine how the rest of the country feels that are not gay or, you know, in the in the community.
0: What do you think is going on when you see? I don't know if you saw this uh, specific story, but I'm sure you've seen similar things. Uh, Brown University students, uh, the the incoming class, I think it is for next year at Brown University or this. Yeah, this coming year, at Brown University. 40% 40% of them identify as LGBTQIA plus 40%.
4: Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I
0: mean, what are we supposed to believe that they're all, I mean, they're all either gay or lesbian or trans or are they just a lot of people who are allies who want to be part of the movement? So they say they're questioning or something like what's going on. There's right. no way they're 40 that 40% of them are actually uh, like living their lives as in, in that way. Or are they? I don't know.
4: No, no. I mean, I don't think so. Um, it's so funny because the people that are against us always like to say that, you know, this isn't a social contagion, but these numbers are absolutely insane. This is in no way a natural occurrence. Um, it's, it is it it is a social contagion and it's infecting and and affecting our youth more than anyone. You know, a lot of these people on the other side say, Oh, people, you know, they're just coming out more because uh, society is more tolerant and accepting and they're safer to do so. But if that were the case, you know, why aren't it's primarily the younger demographic that this is happening to um, that that is starting to identify within the alphabet community. Um, And if it were natural and if it were the you know, as the others uh, are saying, then you would see it across the board, kind of this radical jump increase. uh, But you're not. And, you know, I, I don't think that these people I, right now it's it's almost seen as toxic um, in, you know, for these younger people to just be straight, to just be a straight person. It's so boring. Um, you know, so I think a lot of them do hop into the community and just in any way they can. And now the Q and the non-binary and all of that. I mean, you don't have to do much to fit into it anymore. You know, you just kind of just say it and it changes every day and gender isn't real and it can change minute to minute. And so, you know, I think a lot of these people are feeling peer pressure as well. And and that also is part of the contagion.
0: Jamie, uh, I want to ask you to close us out here in a second because you're also you're a creative, right? You do creative work. Um, uh, what you think about the what we've seen so far about the latest Snow White movie. It's no longer Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, it's just Snow White. And Snow White is a uh, Latina, and the dwarves are now not dwarves. They're just a very diverse group of people. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that in, in a yeah. second. My Pillow is celebrating its 20th anniversary. It's a big milestone for this company, created over two decades ago. And they offered a single product at first, the Pillow, of course. But now they've got so many amazing products for you out there. They've put together a massive sale including on their queen and king-size MyPillows with more than 50% off their regular prices. Update your home with new pillows. Queen-size pillows are just under $20 at $19.98. King-size pillows are just $10 more. In addition to their special anniversary offer on the pillows, you'll also find deep discounts on other popular MyPillow products. Includes their Keezy Dream sheets, the towel slippers, and so much more. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square. Use my name, Buck, as the promo code to get the discounted price available on their 20th anniversary sale. Every product comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So, right now, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, type in promo code Buck. You can get the queen-size pillow less than $20, king-size pillow, just $10 more. Jamie, the new Snow White, as a creative, as an artiste in her own right, what do you make of it?
4: I think it's silly. I mean, you know, I I don't really participate in the conservative outrage for every movie like this Barbie thing is out of control from the right. I mean, I get it. It's okay to touch on, but I think it just feeds more into the left. But uh, with this, I think it was a bad movie to choose to go so woke because the name is literally Snow White, because her skin was so white. Uh, so it's very strange to me. I think it's sad that they're taking job opportunities away from dwarves. Um, you know, what, it, the whole rewrite is just very silly. If you want to come up with a new story, then come up with that. But to, to try and remake a classic in such a ridiculous way is... Um, I, think it's, I think Disney's going to... Uh, continue learning the hard way that that's not really the best um, business model.
0: How far do you think we are from some entity coming together that's just doing what Disney used to do, which is just make great, timeless, classic entertainment for family and children, uh, family and kids, without um, constantly pushing political agendas that are of the moment, too?
4: Yeah, I think that, you know, there's companies that are trying. Um, Daily Wire has put out some great stuff. I know they have a kid's, um, a kid's department or, um, uh, coming out soon, I think, um, if that's still on the book in the plans. Uh, but that's what we need. You know, you need competition and, and let the best movie slash man win. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully we see more of that.
0: Jamie, Michelle, everybody, where should folks go to learn more about gays against groomers?
4: Um, you can go to gazeagainstgroomers.com. We are totally independent grassroots. If you care about our mission and would like to support us, uh, you can donate directly from our site. We also have some cool merch that you can find on there. And uh, to follow us, just go to on on Twitter, or should I say X, uh, just search Gaze Against Groomers. We'll pop up um, all of our socials. Uh, You can just search Gaze Against Groomers and we'll pop right up. But Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're still just getting started. We're a little over a year old and the fight, we will win this fight. I'm confident, but, uh, we have quite a ways to go. So we need everybody, everybody to be vocal and, and hop in because an entire generation is on the line here.
0: Jamie, thanks so much. Good to talk to you.
4: You too. Thanks.
0: Born on America's darkest day of nine 11, the Tunnel to Towers foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since when a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind. Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. the
1: More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
0: He has the smarts.